You're listening to the Pillars of Hamilton. That's with me, Sam Sidetells. And you want to know what I'm going to give them? Only the finest that Hamilton has to offer. The biggest blueberries you've ever seen, baby. And they're all here, right now. Yes, yes, yes. Part two of Speaking with the Candidates. Uh, thank you so much for coming in. Mickey, I know that's your nickname. Uh, what, yes, what, what's the full name we can uh, call my you? My full name's Michael, but everybody that knows me calls me Mickey. So Mickey's fine, Sam. You were telling me that like you've served on other boards and other things in, in Hamilton before, right? Yeah, I've had a lot of history in Hamilton and uh, being a fifth-generation Hamiltonian. So, um, fifth current, generation! Currently, I'm starting in January, my 35th year with the local volunteer fire department. Uh, where I've held every position up and down the ladder. Um, even uh, You've even been the chief. I was chief for a short period of time, yes. Assistant chief, chief, captain, uh, you name it. You know. Were you friends with Sparky the dog? Yeah, Sparky, yeah, we had a, a, a relationship, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the kids here love yeah, Sparky. Yeah, Sparky's a great guy. So, in fact, I uh, might have been Sparky a few times. So, you know, <laughs> so hopefully there's no kids out there watching. So, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. They were just here for fire prevention. Fire prevention? Yeah, fire, fire prevention. Fire safety week, fire prevention week. Uh, yeah. Uh, first week of October always. You, are you yeah. friends with uh, Sean McCree? Yeah, yeah. I've known Sean. You know, he's a lot younger than me, of course, but I've known him a long time. He's a great guy, you know, great chief, uh, very proactive. Uh, one of the most proactive chiefs we've had, um, you, you know, in Hamilton. So that says a lot. Uh, well, he's passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, well, it's, he's a paid fireman, and, and he's it's been his – Life calling, I will say. I mean, his whole family has been in it for years. You know, I, I'm one of the rare people that family did not come from the fire service. I'm the first person in my family that joined. My, I had an uncle who was in in the 50s, but in my immediate family, I'm the first person. What, so, what made you want to take that on? Uh, just, you know, some friends that, uh, you know, I knew from town who were in the fire company. And uh, a, a local guy came over to my house one day and said, here, fill this out and sign it. And the next thing you know, uh, you're in the fire company. So Did you save uh, anyone? Did you know? uh, no, not really. I mean, we don't, you know, it's Hamilton. There's not a lot of uh, saving going on. I've uh, <laughs> in the early days, you know, I'm, I'm more of a uh, an elder now, we'll say. So, uh, but in the early days, we you know, we had some fires. We had real fires in the uh, early days. Now, with the advent of alarm systems and things like that, you can catch things before they really get involved. But we still have some major working fires in Hamilton. I know about the the famous one, the one that happened to uh, Dita Nados. Were you around for that one? No, that was before my. Uh, oh, that was way. Yeah, back that was way before. Day. That had to be in the fifties. Yeah, but. Oh. Um, yeah, I, I've uh, commanded a lumberyard fire, which was one of the larger fires in Hamilton. Uh, I was the, the chief for that night. I um, was on scene at the uh, produce packing plant that was, uh, you know, about a hundred thousand square foot building. It was, you know, on Pine Road. That was a big one, also. So we have our share. So yeah, all right, all yeah. right. Um, so you have you're now running for your second term, correct? Second term on school board, yes. All right, so. I gotta ask now that I'm I'm kind of I don't want to say involved, but mm -hmm. I, I'm I'm getting to know everyone and uh, speaking to people. I gotta ask, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I'm doing pretty good. You, you seem know, I, I like you it. seem relaxed. Yeah, I'm I'm a pretty relaxed guy in general. Um, I'm you know I'm a you know, whatever you want to call it. I'm a 24 hour, seven day a week board member, whatever I do. Uh, thankfully I have a great office staff that, you know, picks up the slack for me. So, you know, if something needs to be done at the school, I'm there. If there's, you know, whatever I can help out with, you know, I'm happy to help out with. And that's the way I approached the town council. I was an eight year council member, former deputy mayor of the town also. So you mean, so what you mean by 24 hours that like you're on call, like you're there when yeah. they need you. Yeah. If something goes on and they, you know, they, if they call, whether it be, you know, if, if there's a fire alarm at 11 o'clock tonight, I'll be over there in my personal vehicle, not on a fire truck, you know, just to make sure everything's okay. And, you know, um, just to, you know, over, not really oversee, but just to, if they need anything, yeah. you know, because that's really our, you know, the, the board of education is not a nuts and bolts type board. We're more of an oversary board. Whereas on the town council side of Hamilton, you're in there, you're, you're dug in, you're making, you know, you're doing the daily routine. When on the board, we have an excellent administrative staff. I mean, our superintendent and our business administrator and their entire staff are phenomenal. So, you know, they're, they're calling us in when they need us or if they need some advice. And that's what we're there for. Okay. So, so that's the main that's the main part of the gig then. Yeah. I mean, we have to have, you know, we, I have 100% faith in them. And, you know, then that trickles down to the administrators. You know, we don't really talk to teachers on a daily basis because, you know, there's superintendents and then you go to principals and then you go to department heads. So very rarely we'll, you know, we'll get to interact directly with a teacher unless it's for an award or a presentation, you know, some good stuff, you know, but... We're constantly meeting with the principals and the 
uh, department heads to, for, you know, to find out what they need. And then it's our job to get them the money or to go, go out and find the money to get these programs implemented for them. So the communication so. is strong with yeah, you. Oh yeah. And yes. I got to tell you, you know, I'm fascinated by this stuff because I'm obviously very passionate about education. Sure. Uh, but like I was saying with the other candidates, I don't think I have the courage to do what you guys are doing and yeah. putting yourself out there. And, you know, some people are really mean online yep. and yep. Um, it's, um, it's unfortunate that there's, you know, some people that, uh, you know, I'm a collaborator. So, you know, um, I was, you know, in the local independent party and then I switched to the uh, Republican party on council and still work together with everybody that was on council, you know, and still to this day, you know, Steve, I, you know, the mayor's a, a very good friend of mine and, and we still chat every now and then, you know, and uh, get along great. And, you know, you have to work together, otherwise you're not going anywhere. And that's, you know, what I would like to see more from the board moving forward is, is a more collaborative uh, agreement to try to work together and not just vote no for something because somebody, you know, if I make that motion, they're going to vote no just to vote no. Not me per se, because that hasn't happened to me. But, you know, there's, there's other instances on the board where, you know, somebody will just, if, if you know, so-and-so is for it, they're not going for it. And I don't go for that stuff. Wow, no. Um, yeah, I don't know specifically what yeah. you're talking about, but I will say, like, when you're dealing with kids, you... Yeah. yeah, you can't do that. You've got yeah. to be all in for the kids, no so, matter who, how you feel about anybody. Yeah. So like on my count, when I was on the council in the, in the town side, I said, if it's good for Hamilton, it's good for me, you know, and I, that would you know sort of indicate that I'm supporting that. And I say now on the board of education side, I say, if it's good for the kids, it's good for me, you know, so anything that's going to advance the, the programs or the experience the kids have at the school, which trickles, you know, then you go to the teachers, anything that's going to enhance it and make it better that we could provide as a board is what we should be trying to do, in my opinion. And that's something I strive for every day. So I don't know. I hope you don't mind me asking. Uh, just is, is that is are, is the voting what you were talking about earlier? Is that happening because people have different political views or they just just don't like each other from childhood like uh, yeah. i wish sounds, i knew that answer <laughs> i really that do just you know it's crazy uh, to me. It, it's it's a little bizarre you know um, but uh, in, in general we i think we have a very excellent board right now you know um, and and awesome. we are doing a great job um, in general i mean there's you know everybody has their committee and you know they make the most of their committee i was very fortunate this year that the committees are given by the president but i was very fortunate this year to get the finance committee and I'm, you know, proud that we were able to offer a tax reduction, which we haven't been able to do in many years. It wasn't a huge one, but, you know, we worked really hard at that. And I was really proud that our business administrator was able to get that done for, for the residents of Hamilton while still advancing, you know, leaps and bounds. And, you know, we're providing better educational services than we ever did, more programs than we ever did. So, you know, we're, we're, we're getting there as a district. Wow. So, saving money and giving the best. Yeah, so Awesome. Uh, so are you ready to dive into these questions? Sure. Go right ahead. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start with one from Bianca. Um, when I, as a teacher, a lot of times there's something we call the aha moment. Mm -hmm. Like I'm teaching someone fractions and then you see it on their face when like after, you know, a couple of days of not understanding it and then click, Oh, they the aha it. moment. Yeah. So for you, this is the question about, uh, your run. What was your aha moment that made you feel you needed to run for a seat? Uh, I think that it was a, a couple of different scenarios when uh, my youngest daughter was in kindergarten and I really saw what's involved in the running of the school and, and the details. I said, man, I got to be a part of this. Number one. Number two, everybody knows I'm a proponent for turf fields for sports. Um, and so that would be for my older daughter and my younger daughter. And that's something we've been working on for three years. And I'm real thrilled that, to say that it looks like we're going out to bid uh, late fall here for two turf fields at our school. Um, that, as you can tell by the twinkle in my eye, that that is something I've been working on for a while. <laughs> what did they have um, before? No, we have grass fields and, and, you know, mm. we, we grow excellent grass and our fields are wonderful, but we are at a little disadvantage when we're playing some of these other schools that are playing on turf. So, I, cause mm. even like the football team, they won't play all their games on turf because some of the, some high schools still have grass. Mm. Um, but you know, so th I think that that was, a, um, um, th that was the second, you know, the, of the two things. I mean, really very intriguing when I, when, my, my kids started going to school and I, you know, sort of like, I, I'm going to say you take it for granted. And I say, man, this is really great. These people do a great job. Let's get involved. Let's help them. You know, let, let's see if we could be an asset and help them, you know, move this thing forward. And, and I, th I think we are doing that. 
That's interesting, man. So you just saw like all, because I mean, I run my own school. I get it. Yeah. And I couldn't even imagine when you're on that public school level where there's so many kids, so many employees yeah. and just so much going on. So that's what it was. You just saw yeah. all the things that were going yeah, on. I, I think it was, you know, maybe early on one of the first uh, parent teacher conferences. Um, and I said, wow. You know, like, you know, and, and you take it for granted, to be honest with you. And, uh, you, do, right? and you know, you, you take, you know, unfortunately, the education process is taken for granted. And there's a lot more that goes into it than just, you know, people just don't show up to work, get out of their car and walk in there and start teaching. They're working at home. They're working, you know, on the weekends. So uh, I, I just think when I when I when the kids started going there and I have little kids, you know, I said, wow, this is, you know, so I, I said, maybe I could do, you know, be a part of this and, and help out. Yeah. So, yeah, when when I think about the profession, it's so true. People, a lot of times, even, you know, the stereotype, like t- teachers aren't paid enough and this mm-hmm. and that, but gosh, there's so much more. And it not even just the, the lesson planning and, and cutting things out at night. It's like also just the passion. If you're really passionate, you care about these kids and sometimes yeah. uh, you see them succeed and you're overjoyed and sometimes uh, not so much and it's heartbreaking. And yeah. there's a lot that goes into this profession yeah, for it sure. Is, it is a, a ton, ton more than you ever think. And I've become friends with a lot of teachers of, you know, friends of my, uh, that my daughters have had, I have two daughters and, um, you, you know, you'll be over their house or something and, you know, well, where's your wife? Oh, she's, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, she's in there grading <laughs> papers, you know, you know, and, and it, it's nothing, you know, it, it's amazing. I mean, they, they, they go way above and behind, especially with what they've been given in the last 20 months here. So, you know, yeah. it's been so. tough times. Yeah. yeah. So respect to the teachers. Um, all right. Next question from my friend, Michael. Does the current political climate on a national level have an influence on your decision to run? Uh, no, not at all. Um, I, I uh, the, the national level is, <laughs> lack of better words, atrocious. You know, I mean, the, the yes. infighting and the bickering, you know, and uh, so I, I'm running for re-election. So, you know, no, I don't think anything nationally is, you know, a driving factor behind making me run. I'm, you know, I'm running to sort of advance the things we've been working on over the last three years, if you will, for my re-election term. So, all right. Uh, All right. Here comes a big one. And this is the one that actually got the most attention online. Uh, This is the one that got the most likes and uh, people responded with their own responded with their own comments. And this is from Freya. Freya says, what is your stance on how to go about teaching controversial issues, including racism, sex ed, violence, gay, lesbian, non-binary and trans rights, acceptance, et cetera, et cetera. Well, there's a lot there. So, you know, I'm not a big fan of critical race theory. I think everybody knows that by my mailers and my stance in life. I'm a conservative person. I believe in the parents' right to choose. However, we're obligated by the state of New Jersey to teach certain things. And I'm not saying that we should dumb it up, but, you know, let's you know teach the basics of what has to be done and, and maybe get some information out to the parents so the parents can make a decision with their children. Because, you know, some parents are maybe are misinformed on certain things and, you know, Let's get it all out there so that we can get the parents can make, help the children make a decision. I'm a firm believer in, in, you know, the parents have the choice of what their children are going to be, do, and even be taught. I think, and I think we have excellent parent groups that are out there going with our administrators and our teachers and, sh- and saying we should have this and we should have that. And then, you know, we try to implement those things into the curriculum. So, so um, when, you, when you say that um, you're all about teaching, like, the basics, could you? Just, you know, just broad strokes on it. You know, I don't, I don't think that we should be digging into the, the deeper dive of it, especially at the lower grades. You know, I mean, I'm talking fourth, fifth grade. You know, they don't – I feel that they don't need to be that. As a matter of fact, myself, my wife, and I read four of the summer reading books that were you – know, before they came out for the, the reading just to see You read the elementary school summer we, reading? Yeah, we, we read them, yeah. So <laughs> it was uh, – it was, it was tough. I mean, I'm more of the uh, audio book type guy, you know. So <laughs> books um, on tape are yeah, great. Yeah, you know, well, we read them, you know, and, and uh, because there was uh, some issues on uh, my term on school board, there were some books that um, I don't want to say slipped through the cracks, but um, were, were I felt were a little inappropriate. So um, you know, it's really hard. I yeah. mean, I, I hear you. It's, it's sometimes you'll read a book and then all of a sudden, just in one page in this 200 page book, mm-hmm. it's like. Oh, why did it have to say that? Yeah. You know, yeah. You want to call up the author? Why did you put that in why? here? You know, so <laughs> so yeah. We, we we take the time and we read them over the summer, and um, you know, I I, I believe in, and we have tremendous parent involvement in our community and our school district. So I, I think we need more of that. Actually, we need to keep the parents viable and involved in their children's future. How are know? they involved? 
they're through, you know, all your, um, we have meetings uh, with the principals and they can put them on advisory boards. And then it's, it's basically a free for all where the parents can say whatever they want to say, you, you know, what's going on or whatever. And it doesn't get out of control. Uh, you know, that I know was my next I question. I can tell by the look on your face. You were like, <laughs> Hey, this is going to get out of control. You know, no, they, they keep it the, you know, real calm and, and they get their points across. And of course they could always come to a board meeting and which they have done in the past. And, and, you know, this, a displeasure with a book, a displeasure with, you know, something like that. They can so voice it. yeah. So, and we're happy to hear it, you know, I mean, because if we, you know, look, we're in, no board member is going to sit here and tell you that they, they know everything. You know, so when we get the information, then it's our job to dig into it and find out what's going on. I think it's pretty rad that you read those books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that takes yeah. some time and yeah. effort. Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Question number five, who is funding your campaign? Um, I self-fund my campaign. I, uh, I don't accept donations. Um, don't spend a lot of money either. I don't think school boards. So my signs, there's, I only have uh, 60 signs. Uh, I, got them, I got 75 signs printed three years ago. And uh, I, you know, I lost some in the, in the election process. But um, you know, <laughs> Wait, so what do you mean? I went around and picked them up after when I ran the first time three years ago. So oh. I, I was able to salvage 60 of them. And you, you know, I, I don't believe that school board elections should be that political with all the signs and ads and, you know. And things like that. I did do. I do do two mailers. You know, and um, weren't you the one? I'm sorry if I'm wrong about this. Were you the one who over the phone said you wished that this election happened at a different time? I don't think it was me. That but, I, but I support that. So yeah, I, yeah. I, it is weird that yeah. it's, it's it's just so expensive to have a, a separate election for the school board because it's got to be run by the county. They have to send everybody out, all the machines out. I mean, I don't know what the expense would be, but I'm sure it would be. So why why pay that out of the school budget when we could use it for something else? You, you know, something oh. more involved. You know, I mean, mm, yeah, we could spend that money probably five hundred times better. Three turfs, yeah, three, three turfs, turfs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, I have a friend, and she wants to know <clears throat> what current obstacles are parents facing in education. Um. Yeah, I guess what what are the main obstacles you're seeing parents running into nowadays? I think right now, you know, we're, we're finally getting back to full term in school. So, you know, the, the obstacles, a lot of them were, you know, try, you know, what, who's going to watch my child while I have to go to work? You know, the obstacles today in in class are, you know, dealing with book selections, critical race theory. You know, I, I mean, I've made my point very clear on both of them, but, you know, and, and what other not so much teachers, other kids are saying, you know, and, you know, the social aspect of school has become a whole different aspect over the last 10 years than it was, you know, when I was a little kid, there was no such thing as a social aspect. So, you know, <laughs> the obstacles are out there, but, you know, and, um, you know, the learning, the learning and, and trying to play catch up. Look, I, you know, our kids uh, are playing catch up. That's what I was going to ask yeah. you. Are they playing yeah. catch up for I, the last year? We're definitely still playing catch up. And I think we're going to be playing catch up the whole year. Um, you know, I'm proud to say we were one of the only districts in South Jersey that was open except for from March to June, the one year, but we were open all last year, even though it was a you know hybrid type learning level and, you know, everything, but it wasn't education in its fullest. I mean, it was education, but it wasn't at its fullest. So now we're getting back to the education at its fullest. We implemented a lot of new programs and, you know, the, so the obstacle is getting the kids back up to speed, especially, you know, especially the, you know, there's certain grades where they have to hit those pinnacles and those milestones and it's, it's hard to get them there. After you've so, been on a computer, I, yeah. I would personally, if, if, if I was in that situation, I would have been doomed as a kid. Yeah. I mean, it was hard enough to get me to pay attention when I was in the class, yep. you know, in my own house on a computer. That's it's going to be hard. Tough yeah. times so. for sure. But some people might have thrived. So I'm sure that there's a gap between those yep. kids and the others. So. Yeah, no doubt. Okay. Um, so would you sacrifice state funding in order to provide parental health choices? Okay. So wait, they rephrase that for me. Um, so would you ignore executive orders <laughs> in, if yeah. you have, if, so, if you're, you know, so by definition from our solicitor, an executive order is a law. Um, so our solicitor is a very good solicitor, um, for full disclosure, we grew up next to each other, our backyards touched, you know, he's a lot younger than me, but, um, uh, you know, an executive order is a law. So you, you would be defying a law. I have no problem writing letters to Trenton, you know, stating our case, trying to make a difference, if you will, for changing something, but you can, you know, basically you, as a board, I think you'd be foolish to defy an executive order, which is a, by definition a law, um, 
I know that's not popular in certain circles, but that's that's the law of the land. It's no different than, in fact, that two board meetings ago, you know, a board member said, well, I don't like to stop at stop signs, but I have to stop at stop signs. It's a law. You know, it's a law is all I could say. Do I agree with it? No, absolutely. I don't. But it's a law. Are there schools? I don't know if you would know this, but are there schools in New Jersey who are just ignoring? I believe the law? there were some more private type schools and they don't get the kind of funding that we get either. So private schools, you know, private, some some private schools that are defying the, this executive order. Um, but I don't think there was any public schools that defied the executive orders for the uh, mass mandates and, and things like that. The you know, the, the and everybody says, oh, the state's going to cut your funding. I don't know that that to be true either, because that's never been threatened to Hamilton. I could tell you that for sure. But now when state funding comes out, which we're finally getting funding that we've been underfunded for years in Hamilton, way before I was on the Board of Education, we're finally starting to get some fair funding compared to other districts. Now, maybe they won't fund you as fair because nobody could tell you. There's no set formula that Hamilton says, oh, we know we're going to get X from the state next year. That doesn't exist, that formula. It's, you know, it's at the governor's whim. So why, why were we, we being underfunded? We have no idea. You know, we have no, we appealed to governors. We appealed to, we, we've actually had great guy, Senator Sweeney, come down and talk to us about it, like to try to get us. And that's, you know, we're now we're finally getting funding. It's not score driven. It's not, you know, aptitude driven. It's nothing like that. It's just, it's a funding formula that nobody knows. It's so, so crazy. It, it's insane. Yeah. So, um, but we finally like, got, is there just some guy in a room who's making a decision? Like, yeah. look, my cousin lives here. Let's give him a lot of money. I don't know anyone in Hamilton. God, we hope so. Home. We hope not. You know, Gosh, so, yeah, man, you know? it's just like, yeah. what are we doing yeah. here? These I, I mean, I would much rather have a guaranteed formula. So, you know, if you meet yes. reach these milestones, reach these benchmarks, you're going to get your full funding. Yes. You know, and, and it's a lot easier to run a school than when, when you, when you know get, what you're going to get to, you're getting you know, it. We sit there, you at the, you know, the administrator sits there, waits for that email to come in, what your funding is. And then, then she could see what has to be put into the budget, you know, or, or hopefully nothing has to get cut, but if something has to get cut. So, yeah, again, very fortunate this year, we got our, you know, we got some federal money. Um, we were able to purchase the 15 school buses without any expense to the district. So that was, so, a, so did this federal, is it just, Hey, we got lucky this year. Or did somebody no, it's, it's actually all sort of a cares act or, or they call it ESSER funding now, which is assistance to schools. It, it's, it's virus related. Um, and, and, you know, so the expense has to be related to, sort of mitigating the virus. So what we did was, you know, with the buses, we bought air-conditioned and HEPA filters on the buses, pre-installed, and a little bit of a, not to segue a little bit here, but, you know, it was my committee. So um, talking to the uh, the mechanic at the bus garage, and he said, you know, I don't know if I want this bus because the air conditioner system is not really a factory air conditioning system. So I reached out to some of my friends who were contractors and, you know, have large trucking fleets, and they said, well, why don't you try this brand? put the mechanic and the business administrator, not the mechanic in touch with the dealer for this other brand. And we ended up getting what we feel is a better bus for a little bit cheaper that has a much better filter and a much better air conditioning system on it. So they're, they're coming in as we speak. So, and at no cost to the taxpayers. So wow, 15 you know, buses, yeah, it was a million, over a million six. So, you know, it was, Ooh, a, it was really? a big expense. Yeah. So, and you know, like same thing, you know, when we put the HEPA filters in the building, Every room has a, you know, that was uh, about $400,000. I know, dude. We put them in our, in yeah. our school. They're not cheap. No, they yeah. are not. But I, I do believe they help out just, and even for the future with the flu, not even, you know, when yeah. the virus is mitigated, they're going to help us down the road. You, you look know. at those things versus those little blue meshy, whatever yeah. air filter. You can just yeah. see like, okay, this is serious. Oh, yeah. Again, we looked at Buildings and Grounds was one of my committees. We looked at all that. I mean, we sat through a lot of presentations through video, you know, video presentations of a lot of the really quirky things, you know, that the, <laughs> these guys were coming up with because they were just, you know, trying to sell as much as they can. And mm. uh, I think we got a good filter. And, and, and the guy was uh, very intelligent. And uh, they seemed to be hopefully helping us out. So... Very cool. All right. Um, ooh, I feel like me personally, after knowing you for an hour, I already know the answer to this, but mm -hmm. let's ask it. In a day and age where people worry about being canceled, whatever that may be, uh, can parents be confident that you will be comfortable standing by what you believe in? Yeah, I think that goes without saying with me. You know, you always know where you stand with me. Um, like I said, I'm a fifth generation Hamiltonian. Uh, my ad used to be when they were, when we used to run ads in the paper, it was a handshake. If you shake my hand, if I tell you something's going to happen, I'm going to make it happen, whatever I got to do. Wait, wait, say that again. Like that was your logo or it was, was if I shake your hand, it's going to, I'm going to make it happen. We used to actually run an ad with two hands shaking and just said ML Rubin on top of it, the company that I work for, because you know, we stand by our word is our bond. It's a guarantee, you know, we're not. And, and that's my, you know, 
Me too. So, you know, whatever I, if I tell you we're going to work on something, we're going to work on it. If I make you a promise that something's going to happen, we're going to do whatever we can to make that come through. And so, yes, I stand behind every word I say and fully plan to go through 100% with it. Even if you're going to be canceled? If I get canceled, I get canceled. <laughs> so, right. you know, um, I, you know, unfortunately, yeah, but that's, that's part of life. You know, um, you're going to, you know, you're not going to be everybody's cup of tea. So, you know, some people are going to like you, some, you know, hopefully some aren't, hopefully some see that you're treading through the high weeds to get to a, a higher ground. So, you know, hopefully it, it works out. All right. Yeah. All right. Why are you qualified for the job? What life experiences make you a good candidate? You know, I think I touch all aspects of it from, a, you know, I am a businessman, but I've, I've worked on a family farm for 20 years. I've worked for my uncle's construction company before that. Um, you know, um, just my experiences in the fire department have been tremendous as far as, you know, life learning experiences. So I think I sort of touch all aspects of it. And, you know, as a as a businessman, you know, I, I bring a different approach to it. And that's what I said earlier. We have a very diverse board. You need a board that has business people, educators, and, you know, grandparents, parents, like different aspects. So everybody meshes together, and then that's how you get a great board. If we had a board of 10 businessmen, I don't know what it would be. You know, I could tell you it, it wouldn't be fun, you know. So, um, and, and I don't, you know, I don't think that would be appropriate. I think we have a very good mix right now on the board of, of you know, different types of people um, as far as business-wise, where they come from and what they do for a living. And I, I think I'm extremely qualified, you know, based on my long-standing background of being a community leader, a proven leader, you know, a proven doer, you know, um, my record speaks for itself. So, you know, that's why I feel that I'm a good candidate for real. Do you think it would, it would be a poor choice for all the candidates to be just like me, just background education, that's all yeah, they know? Yeah. I, I don't think you should have a background from any one group 100%, hmm. you know, like as a 10-0 majority because there's 10 members on the board. I think you need some, you know, diversity on all levels across the board. You know, and, and it, it wouldn't be fair. Like if you had all like this 10 educators, no, no disrespect to the educators, they, they have a different perspective because they're educators. You know, you need, you know, I mean, unfortunately, you know, you need someone like me to crunch the numbers and, and offer those tax reductions and come up with cost saving ways and ways to get things done. Yeah, because I wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get there. You'll be fine. So. <laughs> no, I'll get my wife to help me out. <laughs> all right. Um, so. You are you. You've never been an educator, right? No. So I don't know how uh, how much this question is going to make sense to you, but maybe it will. Um, would you be open to implementing a tracking approach to education? Uh, tracking is another word for leveling. Uh, a way for teachers to teach according to skill level, classes as a whole. Students would move up and down levels across subjects. So um, just to break that down, like I'm a Montessori teacher. We we teach to the student. We don't uh, have them learn multiplication if they haven't figured out addition yet, you know? Okay. Uh, so would you be open to that kind of system where uh, a class would basically be in a class full of students who are on the same level as opposed to, you know, one kid sitting next to another kid who doesn't get it while the other kid's advanced? Um, well, I, I can tell you that at, at um, the higher levels, we definitely, that's already implemented in Hamilton. You know, you have your AP, your honor classes, and your regular classes. So you know, the kid in AP is not learning the same math that the kid in honors. You know, it's, it's different levels of math for different professions in life and, and different, you know, college levels. If they're going on to college, we have an excellent uh, success rate for kids going to college out of our school. But I, I think that's already there, and, and I do. I, I I think it works very well in Hamilton uh, and and most schools. I would assume. Would you be open to that when it came to the lower level students? Yeah, I don't know what grade. Is. I think it's either sixth grade. We start that because my, my youngest is going in the sixth next year. So um, I I think it starts in the sixth. I think in the lower levels you get they got to get the fundamentals, and then you know now we, of course as you know we do a tremendous amount of state testing. So you know and that's sort of already implemented. We're knowing that you know this group and this group need more help in this and that. So I think that's almost there, but it's not, you know, to the point as your, your question was, you know, the actual levels in the regulars. I think the lower levels, no, you know, but I think as you get higher, it's already implemented and I think it's working very well. Okay, cool, cool. So. 
All right. So that does it for the questions from Facebook. Uh, and uh, two people messaged me on private messenger and wanted me to bring up the questions from uh, the newspaper. Sure. And it's hard for me to read them as if I'm giving you a question sure. through an interview. So I'll just read them as written mm-hmm. and you could answer as you well, wish. Be- before you go into the Gazette, as you, as you know from his editorial last week, I am a cousin of the Gazette, uh, Gabe is a second oh, cousin. Oh, you're one yeah. of the family members. Yeah, I'm one of the family members. So, I read yeah. that article a couple days yeah. ago. Yeah, and I totally disagree with his article. That, you know, unfair for him to call out his mother, who has devoted her entire adult life to this community. So, you know, um, I'm not giving a shout-out to anybody else who's running for board or anything like that, but, she, you know, she basically uh, turned Main Street around, you know, um, from what it was. And Main Street, there wasn't a lot of stores. There wasn't a lot. She basically invented Main Street Hamilton, I think he should have called her out and said, great job, mom, instead of, you know, calling her power hungry, if you want my honest opinion. So, and that, by all means, please keep that in this podcast. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely want your honest opinion, but, um, yeah, that's a, that's a touchy subject nowadays. That's all I'll say. (laughs) (laughs) Best leave it alone, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So, uh, but are you cool with going over what that was written? Okay, cool, Mm -hmm. cool. Um, all right. So here's a number one. Does the candidate have the best interests of all children of Hamilton as their top priority, or do they only care about their own or a select few? Yeah, I, I would say that, you know, I could speak for myself. I can only speak for myself. You know, I'm there for everybody. As I said earlier on in this you know, interview, I'm, I'm there. I'm a collaborator. I want to work with everybody. You know, I want to advance the kids' programs. I don't have any political interest. I don't have any, you know agendas that I'm pushing over there, you know, but let's be real clear. Obviously I'm pushing turf fields, you know, <laughs> obviously, you know, really proud to be spearheading this effort for title nine, which title nine is equality for boys and girls sports. It, it, well, it's, it's actually title nines for everything in, in education. And we, we have a title nine problem that the state constantly writes us up for that. We don't have enough facilities for girls sports. Oh. So, that really sounds like I have an agenda because I have two girls. Okay, but this has been going back to about 2000. So it's over 20 years that the, the school has had this problem. Oh, wow. So we have applied to the federal government with that free money, you know, which we're going to pay for it at some point in time, the taxpayers, you know, on the federal level. But um, we've applied for that money to build a, a girls' field house, which will have, you know, will finally get us some bathrooms on all the sports fields for soccer, boys and girls. We don't have, we have spot pots you know, out there for baseball <laughs> and for soccer and for field hockey. So we'll have outdoor bathrooms. We'll have an indoor training center. We'll have an indoor space where if we get a lightning storm, the kids can go muster without you know, being fear of hit by lightning. So it's a tremendous thing. We're working on it. Um, our architect had did some preliminary drawings, but then he retired after many years of faithful service to our school and other schools. So we just hired a new architect in September, and they're working on the plans, and we've already submitted to the government. So hopefully we'll get that approval also. Yeah. I don't even make the the girls at summer camp go in the porta potty yeah. <laughs> They need yeah. their own little spot for sure. Yep. Guys, so guys don't treat it. the yeah. bathrooms good enough. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm glad you're making success with that. That's, yep. that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, now that, dude, now that you know, I have my three older boys and I finally have a daughter, and it's like, yeah. you know, man, just yeah. everything changes. Everything changes, yep. Oh, yep. my gosh, I've become a little... whole different perspective, that's right. Yeah. Ooh, I've become a little softy, yeah. I'm telling you, Mickey. All right. Uh, 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 does the candidate hold the educators, coaches, staff, and employees of Hamilton schools in high regard and treat them with respect, or do they just want to be in a position to control them? <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, absolutely, you know, not. I mean, you have to, our educators, as we, we discussed earlier in this interview, you know, we have an excellent administrative staff, superintendents, principals, department heads, teachers, and let's not forget bus drivers are custodial staff, our lawn maintenance staff. I mean, these, everybody's picking up the slack and working extra hard, which they had full-time jobs. As I kid with the superintendent all the time, I said, so what were you doing before the virus? You know, because this 10 o'clock at night, she's on the phone making phone calls, checking with the nurses and, and keeping everything going, keeping it all going. So I, I hold everybody over there with the utmost regard, even in the virus and not in the virus. You know, So uh, it was a full-time job before the virus. So yeah, yeah, now everybody's going time. above and beyond. So Yeah. Okay. My uh, screenshot has cut this question off, but I think we can get the gist of it. Mm -hmm. Is this candidate loyal to all Hamiltonians or do they only answer to a certain political group? 
being a fifth generation Hamiltonian, I've always been loyal to the entire town of Hamilton. So, you know, I am here for Hamilton. I think that, you know, speaks volumes to my service in the fire department, my service on town council, and my service on the school board. And let alone, you know, just helping people in the community, whatever they need, you know, we're there for them. You know, if, um, so, you know, I, I, I have no political group or political agenda or any such thing. All right. Who will you, uh, I'll just read it how it was written. Mm-hmm. Who will this candidate support for board president and vice president? So as, as everybody knows, I am the current board vice president. Um, it's not a position that I seeked out on my own. Uh, another board member called me really? and said, I'm nominating you for board president. And I said, well, I won't turn the nomination down. That was this year. Um, wow. As far as the board presidency goes, I think that's a little premature because we don't even know who's going to be on the board January 1st. So, you know, we have six people running for three seats. So three people are running for re-election. So my answer is simply, you know, I would rather talk about what are the candidates going to do to advance the children's learning experience and, and move the school forward. You know, the, the way it would typically work is if somebody wants to run for president, I would assume they would reach out and call and ask for your support. That's never happened to me. Nobody's ever reached out and called for my support, to be honest with you, for presidency. And this will be the, the three times we did it. So that somebody gets nominated by another board member, and then after all the nominations are in, you have a vote, and whoever wins, wins. You need a majority of six out of the ten to be the president or the vice president. Um, I was fortunate to get a majority for vice president, an overwhelming majority. So, you know, and I think I'm upholding the position very well. And, you know, I think that my actions speak, you know, very large volumes of what I'm capable of doing, and I'm happy to do it. So, but if I was a vice president, president or board member, I'm going to do the same thing. You know, I'm fortunate that I got some nice committees that I'm able to advance some of the things we needed to get advanced. Um, with that being said, you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know where the question's coming from because it's a little bizarre, to be honest with you. So asking uh, who you would vote for for presidency. Yeah, I, I think it's a little premature. I think we have. to. OK, get a, I got uh, you. We have to have an election and then, you know, then it's safe to talk about that. You know, so uh, is that is that question coming from a board member that wants to be president? I don't know. You know, I mean. I, I don't know, you know, where that came from. So yeah, I mean, it was written by Kelly Fallon. I, I don't know. No, she's on the board with us. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I don't know, you know, what her thinking is there. You know, um, she's in my term on the board. She has never run for president. I don't believe okay. she was vice president two years ago. I know that because I voted for her, and and you know, um, she was, you know, so. All right. Um, did she? No, maybe she did. I, I couldn't be honest with you. I'd be. Lying to you if I knew for sure she didn't run for president or not. And, and, and you know, like I said, we need a – you need to have a, a board that's going to work together. And that, that I think that question in itself is sort of like trying to divide the board mm. or trying to predetermine who the president's going to be by the outcome of this election. And, you know, this election should be about giving the kids the best chance moving forward that we can give them. And, and that's, you know, what I think it should be about, you know. All right. So. Yeah. Um. I feel like you've already answered this next question. I'm going to read it. We can keep sure. it short if you want, but I feel like you've you've basically answered this. Is this candidate an intelligent, strong, free-thinking individual who will vote for a board president because of their upstanding reputation and exceptional leadership qualities, or will they vote for someone to conform and fall in line because it makes their life easier? Well, I'm, I don't say anything makes life easier on the Board of Education. <laughs> so, you know, if you're, if you're looking for an easy way out, don't run for the Board of <laughs> Education. job it's ain't a, for you. you know, it's, it's not for you. It's a, it's a volunteer position. You don't get paid, and that's great. You know, I don't think you should get paid. Um, you know, I think we've really touched on that yeah. as it is. You know, um, it, look, I, I hold a degree in financial management from Stockton University. You know, so I am I qualified? I think I am, you know. Um, intelligent person. I, I, mean, I think I, I hide myself as an intelligent person. I, you know, I hold myself to that regard. <laughs> Well-spoken you know? individual, you know, I will so, say. So, you know, I, I, uh, you know look, I've, I've, I, I think I'm one of many over there that can talk the talk and walk the walk. You know, I can stand up for my actions and I can back up my actions. So with that being said, you know, um, I think that's the answer to the question. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough, dude. Um, I do like this next question mm-hmm. a lot. Um, would I feel comfortable approaching this candidate in confidence with a personal issue involving the school to be steered in the right direction? Or would they have my personal business all over mm. town? Yeah. I mean, look, social media is great. You, you know, um, <laughs> you, you know, the, uh, 
the the it's uh, real easy to type something, but you can't take it back. Ooh, you know, so I'm telling you. Um, if they typed everything, everything they said about me over my political career on council in here was true, man, I must be a really mean person. So, <laughs> dude, have you ever you been know, on the zero eight zero three seven page? No, 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 Ooh, no. Man, people are mean. Yeah, I don't have a Facebook account, so I don't. Good for uh, you. you know, That's why I was, um, had so much trouble finding you. Finding dude. me, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm still still living in the Stone Age as far as that goes. But good for you. You know, the question's <laughs> real simple. Um, you know, look, we, we met tonight first time. So, you know, I mean, I, I think you can see I'm a pretty personable guy, approachable guy. You know, um, people come up to me, you know, uh, we'll be at the dinner on a Saturday night and someone will come up to me and ask me a question. And sometimes they're not even about the school board. Um, believe it or not, I still get questions about the town council side. And then I'll let them go through their whole thing. And I say, well, you know, I'm not on town council anymore. But if I knew the answer, I'll, I'll give them the answer. I'll point them to a councilman that will give them, a, you know, the proper answer. And the same, you know, for the school board. When, you know, a either an educator or a parent reaches out to me with a question, we like to, as board members, send all the questions to the administrative office. Not to say that we're shying away from the questions, but we want them to get the proper answer. And then the, the, the superintendent will get back to us and say, here's what, you know, I talked to so-and-so and we got back to him. For a board member to just start giving them answers, which they may not be true or may not be able to back up, is, is not the best thing. So, you know, when, when I do get a phone call, and I, I've gotten a lot about the books, as we talked about earlier. You know, oh, really? First thing a we lot did, about yeah, it, huh? First thing we did, yeah, they said, this is in your daughter's class. I said, okay, well, my first call is to the assistant superintendent and say, hey, you know, what's the, that's why we read the books now. You know, but, um, you know, what's going on with this? And then they'll get in touch, and they'll find out, and then they report back to the entire board that so-and-so reached out to this board member, and, and that's what, you know, what the answer was, and everybody. We, we encourage the public to reach out to the board with their questions, you know, because yeah. we're there to serve 100% of the public, whether they have kids in the school or not. And that's our job. You, you know, that's why come up, speak and speak your mind and tell us what you want. You know, don't be afraid. There's no vendettas. There's no, you know, nothing like that, you know, and then we're going to get you the answers. Now I'm not going to say you're going to agree with some of the answers, you know, but <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to give you the answers. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> Can't agree with all of them. Yeah. yeah people have got some ideas out there. Um, wow, the the book was a big deal, huh? Yeah, the book was a big deal. Yeah, wow. big big deal. You think they read it ahead of time, or uh, they just kind of? I think they read it. Um, one, you know, uh, okay, so we're from Hamilton. You know, uh, it's a very hunting community. Um, so you know, um, uh, you know, I'm not a hunter today. I am a, an avid shooter of clay targets. Not oh, cool. Yeah, you know, I, I don't uh, really skeet shooting, right? skeet and sporting clays and things like that. My daughter does it with me also, and some of her friends do it, and they've had lessons and. In gun proficiency, not not you know, looks fine. Not the not what you see on the news. Those type of guns. We're talking about a shotgun, you know. So, um, but there was some comments about a book with a gun in it that I think that the community might have took it wrong. If you took the time to read the entire book, you'll see that it actually wasn't saying that guns are bad. You know, um, it wasn't saying that. But you had to read the entire book to get to the aspect of what it was. And I, th I think a lot of people read about four pages of it and, you know, just flipped out. So it's so funny, man. Then you go to a different part of the country and they yeah. flip out for the opposite yeah, reason, yeah. you know. And yeah. yeah, it's so interesting. Yeah, like when you, when you were in Florida, you know, I mean, it's a whole different ballgame. So, Florida's you know. crazy, man. Yeah. Florida's crazy yeah. about everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I, I call my old wrestling friends and, and mm. family. I'm like, give me an update. <laughs> you know, yep. weird news all the yeah. time. Um, so you've been like super transparent, super, super open about all these. And so there are two more questions. Sure. Um, you know, give me what you got, but for the most part, you've really answered them. Um, do I trust this person to their own homework, to do their own homework and make thoughtful, well-informed decisions that affect our children? Or will they just vote a certain way because someone of influence told them to? Yeah. And, you know, we, and we've answered that, you know, like whether it be reading summer books what type of school bus to buy, what type of turf fields we're going to get, you know, the designs of field houses, um, lighting projects, you know, um, you name it. We're, you know, as a board member, I dig in on everything, you know, whether it be my committee, not my committee, you know, I, I, I can't wait to get the, you know, when they get these emails from the superintendent of what's going on, and then I just start doing my own research and digging in on it. So uh, I'm, I, I think that I'm very well read into what the inner workings of the district in the short three years that I've been there. So um, and, and my decisions, my votes are like moving the children forward, you know, moving, you know, we, we have, everybody has to realize, yes, it's a business. It's a $63 million budget. It's not a small budget, but the biggest part of it is we're here to educate our youth so that our future looks brighter. So, you, you know, 
there's a lot of things to that, but you know, that's what we're there for. And that's what my votes have been consistent with. All right. Final question. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> what does this candidate have to gain by being on the board? Uh, less time with my kids. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, there's, you, you know, the, the only thing you gain if, if is the sense of doing right by your community and doing right by the people in the community and then doing right by the children, doing right by the educators, the administrators, you, you know, that's what we're there for. You, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tremendous sense of pride when you could do great things and you see the kids like the graduation this year was outside on the field and you see the smiles on their faces when they're getting those diplomas. That's, that's your reward. You know, your reward is when you get to see a project come to fruition. So now you're you getting know? to get the rewards we as educators get. You're getting to yeah. see that kind so, of stuff you know, for the, yourself. So, you the educators get to see it in the classroom when the kid, you know, a kid that might have been struggling gets an A, you, you know, or, or finally, they get like that you said, they get that moment. twinkle, that aha moment like yeah, yeah. Uh, Bianca talked about. You know, that's that's what the educators get to see. We don't get to see that on the board. You know, thankfully, we bring in all the groups, like whether it be who did well on this academic thing or this sports program. We get to see those kids come into the board meeting, but the educators get to see it firsthand. So, you know, we get to know if everything works good that, you know, we're providing the nuts and bolts that they need to move this thing forward. And that that's your that's it. that should be your only reward, yeah. you know, so. All right. Yeah. All right, dude. Enough um, about that stuff. Yeah. Oh, did okay. you have something else you want oh, to add? You got more questions? Or well, no? I, no, that's it for that. Uh, I just I thought some... we were going to talk about solar. I mean, we're not going to talk about oh, the solar dude, fields yet. No. So, yeah, you've I'm got only some kidding. plans. That's a, yeah. they, they, um, the solar was started before I was on the board, and they hired a solar consultant, and I know the Gazette wrote about it. Um, what got you so passionate about solar? I, I, yeah, I'm doing solar at my house. You know, I mean, this, the school, you know, we're, we have to be an example yeah. to the community. So, look, the solar's on the front lawn. You know, um, we're going to landscape it as best we can. We're going to we're we're putting a <laughs> we're putting a nice fence around it. You, you know, uh, once it's there for a few years, I mean, Timber Creek up the road in Winslow, the other side of Winslow Township has it on their front lawn. Um, so you know, it, it that that the savings is a potential. We could hire another educator. Mm. You know, I mean, it's and plus we're setting the example for the community. You, you know, so gosh, the um, savings. How much is it going to cost to put them put them in? Though? Well, no, we don't pay anything. We so we hired a solar consultant and. We, we didn't pay for the solar consultant. We appointed a solar consultant, and they appointed a solar. They have an attorney, and they went out to bid. They, all the expenses on them, and that, of course, will come off of our savings in a monthly fashion. You know, once it, you know, once it's, we're not online yet. So once we get online, and I think they're shooting for the beginning of November to get the solar project online. So Wow, it's a big um, deal. It's a big deal, and it's a, it's a nice savings for us. We know, and, and anybody that tells you what the savings is, you don't know until you flip the switch. So, And then oh, you see how much you're generating. so much yeah. electric. Yeah, so, I mean, so it's a big much. field. Hopefully, we'll save a lot of money, and hopefully we could hire another teacher out of it, you know, or do something really great with the savings. You know? It does make a good example yeah. for the children. That's what, yeah, that. that's what we're trying. Like the rain gardens that we put in before I got there, you know. So, I mean, it, it shows these kids we're trying to do right by our environment you know i mean yeah, so they do notice those things yes they do go ahead it's chat pack time go ahead this has nothing to do with education okay. in fact i don't know what it's about my okay. friend so go ahead and point to one and i'll read it to okay. you okay start with the top one right oh there. usually people go for the middle yeah. so oh very cool you're a big sports fan am i correct sure oh this works out okay. nicely if you could have been there to witness any any specific moment in sports history what moment would you choose? Wow. There's only so get to pick one, there. dude. You only get to um, pick one. Well, recently, I think I'm a Tampa Bay fan. So Are you? I would have liked to. I used to go to college at I'm a Brady and Gronkowski guy, you know, so uh, more specifically, and I think it's a well-run program. I would have liked to have been there for the Super Bowl. Ah, uh, yeah, Recently, yeah. you know. Um, That's very recent. Yeah. Uh, very fortunate in life. I got to watch Dale Earnhardt race. I'm a NASCAR fan, you know, so uh, – I fulfilled that dream. You know, I, I was actually. How's there his son doing? Is he as good as he him? Retired. He's, oh, retired. he's retired. He was smart. He got out. So, um, yeah, he's a he's a broadcaster now. But um, mm. the uh, I was actually at the race when the father passed away. So um, whoa, yeah, we were in Daytona. Me and a couple of my friends. So yeah, and um, you saw it. We were on the backside of the track, but we saw the. I mean, it's a big track, Daytona. So we you, you could see like it looked like a matchbox car you know, on the other side of the track. But yeah, we were there. So oh wow. Um, it was, you know, and... Um, Did people know, like... No, they didn't know, you know, what had happened. And, was, and basically, as soon as the accident happened, you know, we left the track because the race was over. And then we just thought, you know, and then we're in the car and they're saying how he's airlifted out. And, you know, and then the next day, and I kept all the newspapers from yeah. uh, Florida. My dad was living... My dad had a house in Florida and, and um, 
he was there too, and I made him go out to where he was. He was down in Marco Island. I said, get every newspaper you can. It says they weren't hard on it, you know. So I kept them all. So oh, that's, man, yeah. history. Yeah. I mean, a sad one. Yeah, but. it's very sad. But, yeah, so that was, you know. It was, wow. I've, I've had some, you know, I've been at a couple, you know, pretty cool sporting events. So, but if you yeah. get the one you missed, that's the one yeah, Tampa. Yeah, I'd like to see the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Tampa one when they won, of course, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> that's the one to go to. Yeah. Yeah, so, Tampa's a fun town. Yeah, yeah, that's really come a long way. You ever so, go to Ebor or anything no, like that? No, yeah, no. it's a great little place. No, we're we're uh, yeah with with the kids. We're at Disney, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. wait a few years for yeah. Ebor. One yeah. more, my man. All go right, ahead. Sir, we'll go to this one here. All right, second one. Here we go. All right. Are you also a TV watcher from time to time? Time to time. All right. Yeah. If you got your shows, if uh, you were told that you could watch only one only one tv show a week for the next 12 months this could be old shows uh, new shows whatever you want but you can only watch one which show would you choose I, i've been hooked on this yellowstone on paramount network at, with kevin costner it's about a western uh, rancher new uh, new kevin new. costner yeah it's brand wow. new it's in fact the next season comes out in november early november it's season four so sort of got hooked on that i like it a lot you, you know um not a huge TV watcher. I'm, I do you know a lot of uh, research on the computer at night when I'm home or you know work and doing stuff like your that. quote yeah. unquote homework. Yeah, yeah, the homework. You know, and then you know with the, with a 15 year old and a 10 year old, we're running nonstop. So you know, dude, did you yeah. see the Squid Games? No, I don't even, I don't even know what that is. Oh, <laughs> that man, you yeah. are out of the loop, yeah, sir. Of the loop. Yeah, so we. Uh, you know, we don't really, I don't really watch a lot of TV, you yeah. know, so. We yeah. Pawn Stars, of course, you know, he's like, yeah, always looking for a good buy, you know, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen Pawn Stars Yeah, it's, it's just, it, it, I, I, I use it, I put it on to go to sleep, so, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, yeah, very cool, man. Well, uh, thank you so much for doing this, and before you get out of here, uh, anything else you might want to say, and if not, uh, is there anyone out there in the world you want to give a shout out to? I'd really like to, you know, my wife and kids and, and my office staff at home and my mom, you know, uh, she'll probably never see this because she's 86 and know how to, <laughs> unless one of us show her how to get on, you know, but get her uh, into podcasts. You know, uh, I, I like to give them all a shout out, especially my wife at home. I mean, she's, you know, the one who picks up all the slack for me so I could go out and do what I do. So thanks you know, for letting him come out. Yeah. And, and, you know, everything I've ever done online, I always give a, Shout out to my posse, the guys over the firehouse. Without them, you know, through the years, I've asked them to go through walls, and they have, and I do it for them, too. So, you know, we stick together. We're brothers, and uh, can't, can't thank them enough for what they do. All right, brother. Well, thank you so much for doing this, being transparent, and uh, best of luck to thank you, you with the election. Nice meeting you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Mickey. Mickey.